This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Well, 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 welcome to the very best episode of Keeping Records, the very first best of episode of Keeping Records. Okay, this is crazy, Casey. What does it feel like to finally be on mic for once? Uh, it feels uh, feels crazy uh, <laughs> to be here uh, talking to everybody, uh, and we're like the main voices here because uh, Shelby's not here, Caleb's not here, and it's just us yeah. and the little freaks. Finally, yeah, finally. like they've always wanted. Um, no, it feels powerful and good. Yeah. Uh, so let's but, let's do this. Hey, yeah, you know we're here. We're here because we put the call out for your favorite moments in keeping records history, and the results were shocking. You all picked some of the most unhinged moments in audio history ever recorded to tape. So let's begin with maybe the most unhinged of them all: a story that starts off sweetly and simply, and quickly devolves into depravity. The story of Joe Firestone and her dog. Joe, how is your how is your life? Um, how are you? How is everything? Well, you know, I, um, I got I got di- I got this guy here. Ooh, he's being quiet. Who is he? His name's Loaf. He's doing pretty good right now. I'm kind of shocked that he's not screaming. Uh, Joe, do you know Wolf's political affiliation or Loaf? Loaf or Wolf? Loaf, Loaf. But he Loaf. Um, call him by his name. <laughs> He kind of likes, well, like, basically, let me just, I'll say this. He loves to eat. He bites people. I mean, that, um, he oh, doesn't. No. Oh, he's a libertarian. He, yeah, oh. <laughs> he does. He, also he loves let, Gary Johnson. He loves, uh, he, he kind loves of goes, to eat and Gary. bites people. does have Gary Johnson. Anyway. Gary. He's British as well, I think, Joe. <laughs> yeah, he's British. That is another thing. Does that affect his affiliation? But he won't let me and my boyfriend touch. He won't, he'll bark or um, want, he really hates that as well. So I don't know what that means. Exactly. That's kind of cool. I yeah, think I'm into cool. that. No, it definitely feels <laughs> Older brother, it. protective energy. Yeah, or yeah, something. Cause then or he does. Lover. <laughs> yeah, he does end up wanting to lick me. It feels weird. There's something weird going on for oh, sure. No. But <laughs> oh, no. The, I will oh. say the licking component certainly changed things. <laughs> yeah. oh it did God. switch things up a little bit. The licking He part bites of it everyone, all. but he licks Joe. I was like, oh, cool. He doesn't want her to, you know, be with the guy. And then Joe says, well, he licks me a lot. And I said, well, that is certainly different, isn't it? Joe, how long have you and your dog been together? <laughs> 
Yeah, we we've been kind of uh, just kind of seeing each other on and off for like about a little over two years. <laughs> wow. It's been a, it's been a hot and cold situation. Yeah. You never know with us. <laughs> He did, yeah, you did bite my cousin, so that was a hard time for us. <laughs> oh, please. I feel like maybe Caleb and Shelby twisted her words and her meaning. Sure. I mean, they aren't the gentlest hosts in podcast history. But to be fair to our friends, Caleb and Shelby, Joe did end up adding this to her record. And then my last one, I don't... It doesn't feel appropriate. <laughs> I think it's totally up to you, but I think you gotta. Okay. It really takes on a different... Um, when when dog wants to come near you. And now it feels, um, it feels weird and I wish it wasn't last. And we, had, finale. we had no way of knowing what it would come to mean. God, do we think of it differently now. Joe said, and the grand finale when your dog just wants to be close. And when you want it to. And when it's one of your favorite things. No, Joe, I agree. Yeah, there's a way to kind of edit this episode so it doesn't seem like I'm kind of dog pervert, right? I don't think there is. Oh, okay. I think all the editing in the world would still land. That's right where we are, which is people are going to walk away from this episode and go, I don't know what that lady does with her dog. I don't think I want to. (laughs) Oh, man. But somehow the episode got still more depraved. It started with Shelby doing some research on rats. I um, did zone out, and that was so that I could research, why do we have rats in the ecosystem? (laughs) And I have some answers for you guys. Um, None of them are satisfying to me, to be clear. Okay. The first thing that happened was just, like, honestly kind of, like, romanticizing them. They're, like, they're smart. They're empathetic. They're affectionate. They love to laugh. I hate that. I've never seen the one last. <laughs> well, it's terrifying to think that they might. By the way, oh, Ed, um, sorry. Could, could we get a? Could we find a clip of a rat laughing? Oh boy, I, I mean, hope I'd, Mike. Can. Mike, is that if that's possible? Would love to know. Oh my God! See what happens when you tickle a rat on National Geographic. No. Um, <laughs> rats are vital to the ecosystem because they play an important role in prompting tree growth. Oh. And spreading seeds. Okay. See the leaves. The leaves, they work together. Yeah. And that's so true. And also, they're scavengers and opportunistic eaters. So they'll eat garbage and other things that people throw away. So we they get that. a little bit rid of our trash. A little bit um, rid of, yeah. And they're an important part of the predatory system. Okay. Owls, yeah. falcons, hawks eat rats. So without rats, we don't have those things either, which I think also... Um, probably have. Can I tell you something about rats? Please. This guy I went to school with, he made it his art project to make a three-piece suit out of rats. No! Joe! What? Vest. Pants. <laughs> jacket. No! No! Mm. No! Where did you go to school? Mm. What was well, the project? The rats. He skinned the rats. He no. tried to eat the rats. He did not do that. He's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three-piece suit. 
Vest, jacket, pants. Not a vest. Not the best. Jacket, pants. The vest is the weirdest part. No. Hmm. Did it look good? Yeah. <laughs> when the writer Samantha Irby stopped by the show, she taught us all the incredible power of language as self-expression. Truly only a wordsmith like Samantha could come up with such literally criminal turns of phrase to describe wanting to have S.E.X. with superhero actor Henry Cavill. Let's listen. Mission Impossible Fallout specifically it like so obviously cost a billion dollars to make. The stunts are incredible. But he does There's those a himself. fight. Yes. There's this fight. Oh, also Henry Cavill is in it, who Oof. I would let him split me like a wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> not split me like a wishbone. I agree. Yeah, you're not he, wrong, but Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'd let him fuck me in the middle of a daycare with the lights on. <laughs> He's, oh my God, he's so fine. <laughs> you would do jail time for that. <laughs> she, she said, I'll register as a sex offender for it. Sam, why are you walking so far away from that school? Never mind, Henry Cavill. It's my, it's I my had one, one opportunity. <laughs> I took it. <laughs> Ooh, don't park the car here there's a middle school over there uh, I can't um, no, I, had, well, I had 15 minutes of a good time and, now <laughs> and who could forget the edge of your seat saga that was best <laughs> and who could forget <laughs> now I'm just no you're doing it's good I think keep the the, the fuck ups in. And who could forget the edge of your seat saga that was Beth Stelling ordering a sandwich delivery that mysteriously ended up at her neighbor's door? Her neighbor, who it turns out, is Beth's enemy. And the Postmates delivery person was also, it seemed, Beth's enemy. A tale of two enemies. <laughs> Or just oh, like let him knock at my door. Who is it? Oh, I did. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Sorry. I'm on a podcast. It's her postmates. Get them to do it. One it's second. her postmates. <laughs> so Beth's postmates just arrived, and I don't think she's going to have them in to say something on the pod, but I really wish she would. Oh, they've come to my house. Okay. I ordered more. Did you already start eating them? No. Oh, but um, they've been sitting there a while, so I, I, they feels like it's fun, but I didn't know what was in the bag. So yeah, but just know. leave them for now because I ordered more, so hopefully they'll be here. And if not, I'll call you. But I am on a podcast, so I have to go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry I'll, call, I'll knock if I need them. I mean, what the hell? I try, I, it's hard for me to be nice sometimes when it comes Who was to the neighbor. That? Your neighbor. My neighbor, yeah. It's you should lot. have had her in to be on the pod. <laughs> you guys would have, it would have been one of the biggest regrets of your life. <laughs> I mean, you can still hear her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's too much. I, what did I, you order? Also, I need to know. And I do you got, have more coming in multiple yes, orders? Yes, I have more coming. Because I said, <laughs> I, I said... I reported it to Postmates and said they weren't delivered, and I didn't tip the girl. Because I thought, where is it? It's not here. She left it upstairs. That's not my place. 
I don't know what to tell you. I don't live there. So now I feel bad that Elizabeth didn't get a tip, but I also didn't get the sandwiches. She's saying. <laughs> so how many sandwiches total do you have coming? I had, I ordered two sandwiches. I ordered two chips and I ordered two drinks. <laughs> and so now we have four sandwiches, four chips. But she said they've been sitting there for a while. And I'm like, I, did you hear me? I go, did you open them? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> and then you just kept saying, I've got more coming. I've got more coming. And did you, did you, <laughs> did you hear me? I was bragging about being on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a podcast, so I have to go. <laughs> Things are really crazy for me right now. <laughs> recording a podcast. I can't talk to you right now about delivering my food to me. I've got more coming. I mean, I'll bet Elizabeth's pissed. But guess what, Elizabeth? Freaking get your head on straight and look at my door that says the number. And I have a freaking paper sign taped to the pillar so people don't get confused. I mean, what more can I do? That's on Elizabeth. That is on call Elizabeth. Me. You know, like, call me if you need help finding me, right? Elizabeth, if you're listening. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> I tip well when the sandwiches make it to me. And not, and not to Mindy upstairs. Elizabeth, you're off the records. Mindy, you're on because we overheard you on the mic. I mean, it looks like delivery by 613 from Hatem B. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see if they can get it right. I mean, I got the freaking curtain open right here. I was, of course, I'm going to order more sandwiches. I didn't get them. <laughs> I once ordered, when we first moved here, I ordered vegan fried chicken sandwiches. Oh, Remember this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this was crazy. One. I ordered one sandwich. And then they said they canceled it. So I went to the place and bought two. Yeah. And I was like, ah, well, now I'm going. I'll get two. I'll have one for later because I'm out of my home. You understand? Then the delivery came and they gave me five. And then someone else came and delivered me two. What? (laughs) Make it make sense. And for days, it was like, well, I guess the only thing I can eat is this. Shelby also, Shelby is one of the most, like, uh, it's one of the least wasteful people I know. So she really, every day for like a week, was like dutifully going to the kitchen and getting another's kitchen being like, like okay. I have to eat it. I'm, I'm opening the box. I'm like, guess it's another vegan chicken sandwich. She's like sighing in the kitchen. I'm like, are you eating another sandwich? She's like, yeah, it's been two weeks. She goes, what are you making for dinner? And I said, what do I have? Do I have a choice? I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, throw it out, hon. Tears streaming down my face. I say, I don't have any choices. I have the chicken sandwiches. I have to eat the chicken sandwiches. Caleb and Shelby have some strongly held opinions, one might say. What is this podcast, if not ultimately an opportunity for them to tell us what they like and don't like and why for an hour? But their particular beliefs were no match for the undisputed king of hot takes, Robbie Hoffman, who wants to outlaw a certain type of footwear for certain demographics. So for me, it's like I don't want to see someone in flip-flops. I think there is a a culture surrounding flip-flops that makes anyone who wears them immediately, un, it's an assault to me. But if someone's showing foot in a Birkenstock or like a, a different type sandal, I actually can get on board. I don't think men should ever show me their feet. I just don't. I think feet is for kids and women. Like the Titanic. <laughs> Like, you know, women and children, women and children first. That's what I think feet is. 
Men, I you were just saying that men's feet are better than women. So happens also. So there's many nuances, aren't there? In a conversation in 2022, we're having a nuanced conversation. Yeah. Yes, men. So you admit. So when people, listen, I can't stop people. If it was, if I was king of the world, yes, no flip flops allowed, no question. Okay. But when people are wearing flip flops, men wear them better. Men seem to not. Men seem to wear. But you would stop them. Okay. But you would stop them from doing it. Oh, if I, yeah. King of the world, nobody's in them. But women and children, if they need. Children, I don't care. What would be the need? What would be the need? Well, kids, like, they can't really use laces. Like, I don't really, you know. Kids Get them in your Boston's. Get them in your Boston's. No, kids can't. It's too loosey-goosey for a child. (laughs) Right. I have to say. Women and children. That's my policy on flip-flops. Listening back to all these episodes in this way, we can also hear the gravitas with which Caleb and Shelby approach hosting the show. They clearly studied the greats, the Terry Grosses, the Ira Glasses, to learn how to ask thoughtful questions and hold space for the guests to answer thoughtfully. In no interview was that more clear than when the two of them sat down with Mitra Jahari. I do. I want to know. Actually, I, I, this isn't really about the show so much as Mitra's outlook on the world. I want to know, Mitra, what what is if you had to pick? Okay, what is the number one thing you think uh, aliens could learn from musical theater kids? And what is the number one thing that you would want them to take as a cautionary tale from musical theater kids? <laughs> it's it's dicey for Caleb to say this because Caleb is profoundly not a musical theater kid and hates musical theater. I get to I get to serve these questions up and then back off though. That's the nice thing. Mitra has the authority. Oh yeah, no, I know. <laughs> okay, I think what I love about musical theater is that like it is stupid. Like you go there and the, everybody's just being like, it's a sunny day in Florida. And like, you're like, but you have this like unspoken agreement that like, yes, it's stupid, but we are here sitting and watching you and you are here on the stage giving it everything. And I think that agreement is like really special. And like, it's just so joyful. And I love that. Like, I I just think like, you can't be cynical watching it. Like, of course, you can come in and be like, that's so stupid. (laughs) Why are you doing this? (laughs) I'm right here, six feet away from you. And you're pretending to be in like 1948 or something like that. (laughs) Grow up. Um, (laughs) But I just like, I think aliens can learn like earnest like how like what it what it's like to really like be present and like put yourself out there because to do something so dumb with your whole heart is really beautiful <laughs> the, import- so the importance of being real. earnest the importance of being earnest they could learn the importance of being earnest they exactly. could learn the importance of being earnest but i would they say they could learn the importance of being earnest oh the importance of being earnest they could learn the importance of being, of being earnest. earnest yeah right <laughs> from, a, from oh my god theater, i just thought about that i just thought of that i was just <laughs> i'm sorry i have to i have to cut in and say i was just sitting here listening to mitra talk about musical theater and i was thinking can i cut you off Caleb? A good exi- can i cut Go you ahead. off yeah. I was thinking that's sort of like the importance of being earnest. The importance of, the importance of being earnest, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a great example of the importance of being earnest. Mitra, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mitra, Mitra, oh. is, Mitra is texting her manager on the side right now, like, get me off. <laughs> call, call me. Save this. I'm so bored. <laughs> I talk for 20 minutes straight and I'm bored. It's not, even, it's not even that you're annoyed that we cut you off so many times. It's that you're bored. <laughs> it would be so much more reasonable for you to be like, they won't even let me speak. But to be like, I'm bored. I'm just, not, so I'm, I'm just not interested. I'm not excited by a... They keep cutting me off and then cutting each other off. That's <laughs> to say the same bit that isn't funny. <laughs> they, actually, actually, that is that. If I could give one review, if I want anyone to take anything away about our podcast, it's they're cutting their guests off and each other off to do the same bit that isn't funny. <laughs> that's to me. That's keeping records. Hey, that's if beautiful. any of you listening want to right now, give us a five star review with that verbatim. We'd love that. <laughs> Run, but. don't walk. When Katie Delaney stopped by the pod, she launched a scorched earth campaign against her least favorite category of human, Disney adults. The first thing that I'm putting on my record are Disney adults. Wow. And when I say that, I mean adults that are obsessed with Disney World, all things Disney, you know, just mm-hmm. di- people know what Disney adults are, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got, I hope so. <laughs> because you have so... to protect yourself. You have to know what they are in order to protect yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to be able to recognize one on the street so yeah. that you can just like act accordingly. So I, I've become very familiar with the Disney adults in the last uh, few months. And then I started watching, I found Disney adult TikTok, and that's just a whole <laughs> other brand of just like, cringe like uh, like wholesome but stupid and uh, like (laughs) there's just there's a lot there i think disney adults belong on this record because to me it's like the ultimate amalgam of capitalism it like i think you immediately understand what capitalism is and that that was like (laughs) a dominating like yeah, Religion, that capitalism basically. can build a personality somehow. Uh huh. And um, and people being obsessed with uh, rekindling their youth, or like, or not even moving on from their youth. I think in a lot of situations where it's like these people just at ten years old or five years old saw The Little Mermaid and then decided they never had to see another movie or find out about anything else ever. And then that's just the thing that they like, and that's it forever. I think that's very interesting. There's just a lot. I mean, I'm gonna let you guys talk now because i've been monologuing but i think there's a lot there in terms of disney adults and what it says about humans a moment made more memorable by the revelation that katie was at one point herself a disneyland annual pass holder katie what do you say because i've i've come for disney adults before and i've encountered the person i'm about to play for you what do you what do you say to someone who says let people enjoy things don't yuck yeah. there yeah what the disney adults right. why rain on their freaky parade truly freaky let me be clear i'm putting them on the record so i'm (laughs) celebrating them that's true Um, that's true i do i I do talk some shit about disney adults i think more now than perhaps i would have let's say a year ago because i think that they're putting themselves and others in danger by um being involved going to disney world and all that stuff but i think in general like let me make myself clear thank you i like to go to disneyland i at one point in I think it was 2014, I had an annual pass and I went like 20 times. You had an annual pass? Yeah, when you get an annual pass, it becomes 
you like get your money back within like three visits. And I had a friend who was like, let's just do it for this year. And I was like, fine. And we went a bunch of times. I feel like I'm talking to someone who has, who escaped a cult and is now telling the truth about it. (laughs) Like, I, I think there's nothing wrong with loving Disney. I like to go to Disneyland and I like to watch Disney movies and I think it's fine, but it's the, like Disney adults don't have anything else. And it, it worries me. Like it's, it's this woman that I watch on the, on the live stream. Like she, she she is like, like the plates in her home are, have Mickey on them. And like, it's Mickey, everything, it's everything to these people. And it's like, I'm trying to imagine what thing I love that much that I'm like, that's it. Everything in my house is like, I, you know, when I was 10, it would have been Leonardo DiCaprio in it, and he would have been monogrammed on my plates. And like, it's like just everything Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, no, even as a 10 year old, I would have been like, this is a little too far. A little this much. is overkill. It's, it's things made for children. And they, they, it's just... I should have like prepared what I was going to say a little bit more because I'm getting so worked up thinking about how deranged Disney adults are. They really are so visibly stressed. (laughs) It's confusing to me. But perhaps nothing was more shocking than when we realized in the middle of the segment that Shelby has no idea what Disneyland is. Is there rides at the the Disney LA place? Are there rides at Disneyland? Yeah, or is it like a show? <laughs> are you serious? Is it one of them? Yeah, like there not- are rides at Disneyland. Have you been to Disneyland? First of all, yes, but not since I was little. But I swear I went to one that was like mostly not rides. <laughs> You probably went to downtown Disney, like like. Well, that sucks. Why would they have? Why would my parents have taken me to that? Well, you don't have to pay to go into that. So there's like a there's like a little like shopping district. So you're telling me my parents were too cheap. They took they flew me to go to a Disney thing, and they were too cheap to pay. I, I would really wish I knew where you went because it might have been in Florida. What's in Florida? Well, I hate that I know all this because I watch these streams, but downtown Disney to uh, Florida is called downtown or Disney Springs. And it's like it's like a fucking mall. And, and there's all there's shows. There's all sorts of stuff. Maybe that's where I went. I went somewhere that there were not rides and I just had to like shake hands she with like said, Snoopy. Do they have rides? Snoopy is not a Disney character. You went to Six Flags. Uh, maybe it's not Snoopy. <laughs> Snoopy's at Cedar Point. No, I oh, didn't Cedar go to Point. Six Flags. You're right. Did you go to Epcot? I don't know where you Probably. Went. I, yeah, I, don't yeah, I, mean, I don't go as an adult. Epcot has rides. Like Epcot doesn't have as many rides, but Epcot has rides. But maybe you went to Epcot and you were just walking around all the countries. Okay, Casey, hold on. We have to go to break. Oh. You know, Casey, compile. You know, Casey, (laughs) compiling this best of show has been a nice exercise in finding parallels between things our myriad guests have brought along to send into space for the aliens. A commonality, a shared humanity. That does sound nice. What's one theme you've noticed? (laughs) Well, okay. There seems to be this collective need to send the aliens something dairy-related. Here's another thing Joe Firestone added to her record. No, Joe, really, what's next on your records? (laughs) Okay, Should should I buzz through them? No, we got a couple minutes. Okay. 
okay, well, I'll go ahead and do macaroni stirring noise. <laughs> Which I'll have to say is kind of, you know, hmm. that's a questionable Mike, choice. But Mike, I do love we it. have it? This the is so disgusting. <laughs> the, the, the disembodied. Okay, turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. It's the no, disembodied it's so noise. It's making my stomach feel weird. <laughs> it like got into my bones. I got hot. My body got hot. I really think I almost threw up. <laughs> the, length, the length of time that it played for. Exactly that long for the aliens. It's too long. I hated it because you can't see anything with it, so it's not doing anything fun. It's just. Joe, please tell me you want to be able to see the mac and cheese when you hear the noise. Please, please tell me that what we just played is not your dream. Please. I think that's what I want. No. I think that's what. I... <laughs> Oh my God! What? <laughs> They're gonna hate it. They're gonna think. What, what's the um thought, thought process? This this is the sound of dinner. I think that could be great. People, I think people. <laughs> you can't say this is the sound of dinner with it. <laughs> What do you think they're gonna think, Joe? They you get think here. Be into it. We get here. People are like, hey. Do you want to get dinner? <laughs> and they go. No. Ow! No. They scream, cry, bleed from the eyes. No. They're sobbing. Yeah, they're they're having a bad. They have a bad reaction, and then mm. war starts. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Um, <laughs> I don't want war to start for sure, but it did seem like even if you just like looked at Mike while he was playing it, like he was getting such a kick out of that, you know, that <laughs> we were going, we were really Ralph and, you know, and that was, that was something that I want to see the aliens do. You know what I mean? I want to see the aliens start coughing and shaking, you know, that's kind of <laughs> coughing, shaking, almost throwing up, getting overheated. Joe said, I have a weird feeling in my stomach. It got into my bones. Think that was sickening. You don't even know what it's like to hear Caleb truly gag into your headphones until Tamia Hia stopped by. I actually, I went to a wedding a couple years ago and I there was a pregnant woman and I said, could I try it? And she squeezed and a rod of milk came out. A rod? It was a rod. She said, it's getting hard. And it, it had what? like churned. What? And Wait, I went, your milk can spoil in breast. It hardens, it turns to rods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to throw up. I'm actually going to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Speaking of throwing up quite genuinely, and I I sort of alluded to this before the recording, but my neighbor this morning threw up for I'm not getting six hours. So it's no longer morning, morning to afternoon, and I'm sure into the evening. The fact that it's hot. Oh, sorry. I have a question about the hard milk. I have a question about the hard milk. (laughs) The baby is eating, drinking, (laughs) they get the hard milk, but they're not yet supposed to have solid (laughs) food. Guys, you know, it it turned into... (laughs) 
No, so say you're a baby. You're too young to have solid foods. You can't chew. You have no teeth. And you're just, you can't digest that yet. You you say, yum, 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 yum. While it comes you're, out. <laughs> it's a rod. Right. What happens to the kid? What do I do? It chokes because it doesn't have teeth to chew on it yet. Uh, and that happens? Uh, no, 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 no. No, it doesn't? <laughs> but it has sometimes rods. How does the baby know? Guys, how great is the word rod? I'm going to throw up. I'm really going to be sick. That's Dale, you're going to throw up. Just heard. do it already. Well, get <laughs> ready. Kidding. Get ready the for my body. picks. The human body cannot be trusted. <laughs> I can't believe that milk can, can harden in, in breast. I thought breasts were the, the natural refrigerator. The milk could never spoil. I don't like knowing that. I don't like that, that can happen. Guys, we, we peaked too soon. <laughs> no, no, we're good. Oh, my God. Ew. And, and, and I'm sorry. I guess I missed it because I was actually so violently ill from hearing that news. Did you eat the, the milk spiral? The milk? <laughs> the curly fry? Yes. Did you eat the milk fry? You did? At the bathroom of a wedding. And I went, it, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and I actually said, Caleb, I said, not for me. Just like you said. Wh- it's what? literally not for me. It's not for it, me. Yeah, for you, it really, it really was not for you. <laughs> that was for someone. <laughs> and now for something a little more appetizing. An international dairy edition to the record from guest Lily Sullivan. Well, Lily, we brought you here to ask you if we were making a new golden record and you were in charge. What would you put on it? 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 <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Do you want me to talk? What yeah. would you put on it <laughs> if you were in charge? Okay. To put on it. Well, so to put on it. If you were in charge. If I was in charge, number one would be this um, beautiful Italian commercial mm-hmm. for Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> Pardon me and say that again. Parmigiano Reggiano. And you are from Italy. No. Just once more, will you give it to us? I know. know. Parmigiano. Parmigiano Reggiano. Parmigiano Reggiano. Parmigiano Reggiano. Parmigiano Reggiano. Parmigiano Reggiano. Parmigiano. Let's watch. (laughs) Hell yeah. No, this rocks. Yeah. (laughs) You're gonna, yeah. Oh my god. Dancing tomatoes. Dancing peppers. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful. Pasta. Of different shapes. Different. Garlic and onion. Okay. I did clock one of the pasta guys as being fuckable. <laughs> I was gonna sing along, but not yet. It's kind of a banger. Do you guys feel like this song is good? It's really good. I think so too. I was about to be like, what bye, language bye, is this? Bye, Obviously bye, Italian. Oh my god, they do their little butt shake. Wait, there's one cow. I love that. I struggle with things in other languages because I don't know what they're saying. I can tell you for sure at one point they're saying Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> this part, all they're saying is Parmigiano Reggiano. That's it. What? Yes, I do, of course. Song. We got to the dancing garlic. Wait, I think that's plenty. what? Oh, wait. This is a Christmas, Christmas version. Oh, Christmas tomatoes. They're having a lot of fun. This They're having a fucking blast. This can't be an advertisement for Parmesan cheese. <laughs> it is. They show it so infrequently. 
Re, 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 the disembodied hand is scary. Is how that do okay? They, <laughs> how do they have the There's budget? a lot that's scary about it. I oh, say. it's snowing. The hand is one of the scariest parts. The hands, because it's all solo. Yeah, it is really kind It's of the only really hyper realistic part. Yes. And it's disembodied. It's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to hear the original song you asked? Oh, and it's a Kirkland brand. Oh, no. No, that's, that's just the a different, next video. They're oh. talking straight up Italiano. Whoa, is this a band? Hmm. So it's an old song. I had oh my no God, idea. there was a historical context. Is it Russian? I had no. Okay. <laughs> so this is. No worries. Doesn't, they don't I say Parmigiano so, Reggiano in this version. What is the chorus? I would, I'll find out. Anya, why were your parents listening to non-Russian music? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Is it going to make me look bad? Okay. Maria. I want bands used to be able to be ugly. Isn't that special? <laughs> you didn't have to be hot to have the a band. The lead singer is pretty. This no. is kind of like Peter, yes, Paul, and Mary, is. to be honest, if you think about it. This is what? Peter, Paul, and Mary vibes. It's Peter, Paul, and Mary from a, a rural town in Italy. <laughs> no one in the band is cute, and they don't need to be. She's pretty. She's, she, I think she yeah, probably has a lovely personality. Her haircut and her outfit is, is confusing. Yeah, but her face. It's giving Italian Tammy Faye. Her face is pretty. Yes. I think she has a beautiful spirit. Thank you, Anya. Anya Dizinu, she's pretty. <laughs> I honestly don't. She is pretty. What is her problem? I think she has a wonderful personality. I'd love to be friends. <laughs> Sorry to say, I don't find her. She I'm doesn't, absolutely. She doesn't, <laughs> and that's okay, isn't it? See, the thing is, the guy on the left. No, Lily. You're going to fuck keys? You know that he would be nice. Oh, I think they are. <laughs> I, think he would all, be I would like, love to hang out and do maybe like dinner with them. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, the guy on the the guy on the right, that guy. Yeah. Everyone expects you to fuck that guy. Right, but the one on the but left. But that's yeah. why you fuck the guy on the left. Because he's, he's so, so broken down. He would be so <laughs> he's grateful. He's so happy to be there. <laughs> He'll do whatever you Jesus want. Christ. I think that's assault. A <laughs> so No, he's it's consensual. He's so broken down, <laughs> he'll do whatever you want. That's insane. But that's what society did to him. No, we didn't that's true. I mean, he, no, he'll be, so, he'll be into the sex, but you're like, this oh, is what okay. I'm into, and he's like, I'll do whatever you want. He literally would be so <laughs> grateful to spend the night with you. He would be like, what can I do? Right, and what we do you want? break him down. Society broke him down. <laughs> yeah, it's not we, our fault. We, we're, we're just bring, capitalizing on we're it. We're bringing him back to life, honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm, we can have enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, think had, I think we've had plenty of them. Of Maria, and, uh, Maria, Maria, Maria. I think my ultimate take on them is they seem like lovely people. I'd love to maybe do dinner. Or we could do like a board game night. Oh my God. Well, wow. What do you I think had no of idea alien? That, that there was an original version what of this song, think? so thank you, Anya. Wow. What do you think an alien seeing the dancing foods would think? Yeah. Do you worry about that? You've seen the commercial of the aliens watching. And they come and they down, the they think dancing. eggplants dance. They think tomatoes are I'm not really worried about that part. I think uh, they're... <laughs> <laughs> I reject that wholesale. And here's why. <laughs> and here's why. I think, um, first of all, I think that they would be... I think it's got a beautiful um, sentiment because it shows you that food is living. 
and food is alive mm. as well. And that they can work together to make something really yes. special. Yes, and yes, is it a little dark that they're essentially about to cook themselves all together? I mean, yeah, sort of trotted off to slaughter. <laughs> that is. The- they're literally all gonna like commit suicide together in Jump a pot. into the pot, yeah. yeah. Sausage party vibes. Sausage yeah, party sausage. vibes. Yeah, exactly. And um, and then the Parmigiano Reggiano is just sort of this like beautiful <laughs> topping of love. And then the Parmigiano Reggiano. And then the Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> Is obviously, <laughs> and then and the, what I think intellectually the is that the Parmigiano Reggiano. The Parmigiano Reggiano. <laughs> when I think about, well, first of all, I like this commercial not only because of the content. The song is amazing. I right. sing it all the time. To be honest, like, that sounds awesome. I, really, <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'm so glad you're doing that. <laughs> and I think the aliens would really like it. And then I think, I think so. Clearly, it's this beautiful show. It's a really fun. <laughs> They're all in these cool costumes. <laughs> and finally, Parmigiano Reggiano <laughs> is a really, really good. good. And then yeah. finally, you know, you take a look at Parmigiano Reggiano, and that's actually so beautiful, right? And I actually so, had a professor once who told me intellectually that Parmigiano Reggiano yeah, is. Yeah, one yeah. <laughs> we talked about it in class. We the theological. <laughs> they said that actually Parmigiano. Parmigiano touches different parts of your taste they, buds. They said that actually there's different versions of Parmigiano Reggiano <laughs> in every country when you actually think about it. The way you push the sides of your mouth back when you're very Parmigiano Reggiano. It's like Parmigiano you're, Reggiano. It's like you're, it's like you're a killer. Have you ever killed? <laughs> Not a human. <laughs> and nothing Scarier else. than saying no. <laughs> Scarier than saying no or yes, by the way. Um, Lily, Scarier than saying yes? I think so. Okay. Yeah disagree <laughs> but we can have those not a human not a animal <laughs> a bug <laughs> then i killed a smarter last night <laughs> i don't think just dairy really qualifies as a theme okay casey <laughs> <laughs> what about the fact that statistically three out of five guests have tried to add the kim cattrall scatting video to the golden record and we have to tell them it's already been sent to the aliens by Muna guitarist Naomi McPherson. Uh, is a piece of art like the like the Kim Cattrall scatting video. Mm-hmm. That's high art. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> Kim Cattrall of Sex and the City fame. The second mm-hmm. greatest white musician. <laughs> the second greatest of white all musician. time. <laughs> of all and time. the third being Kim Cattrall's husband. <laughs> yeah, who, <laughs> who plays stand up bass. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know good versus bad stand up bass, but it doesn't seem like he is playing it well. I read poetry and sonnets, and he plays the upright bass. The the whole thing defies logic. Like every every aspect of it I find to be deeply like concerning and confusing, but also very, very funny. And there's something a little bit endearing <laughs> about it. And there's something deeply like Shakespearean level tragic about it. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's, I, it's, it- yeah, he, he's the real he's like the real tragic character of that video in a way, because I do think like he is trying to be really they're both trying to be good at what they're doing. I don't I can't say whether or not he's being good at what he's doing. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, is that he's trying to be good and he's quietly doing that, which always right. to me is like it's like more earnest. Mm-hmm. She's putting on a show with it and she's also really trying and and 
that which is embarrassing it, inherent. that makes it more embarrassing like to his try, trying yeah. is a little bit less embarrassing like it's like he's just doing his best but he's <laughs> trying so hard to please his wife who spoiler alert like they divorce she, she also <laughs> at the end of the scatting and note that i'm putting some quotes around scatting she rubs his chest and then it cuts back to the interview and she and she says we just have a good rhythm together you know I, he sort of feels me out i feel him out and uh we go for it and it's like oh you guys went for it <laughs> yeah he yeah, feels she me out. i feel him out then we go for it <laughs> i think a lyric the lyric there's a, a lot of it is just sounds but there is some lyricism well he bit all the he-dogs and winked at all the she-dogs. The town never knew such a hullabaloo as that little dog raised till the end of that day. Well, he bit all the he-dogs and winked at all the she-dogs and the town never knew such a hullabaloo as the little <laughs> dog raised till the end of that day. And, and that was just you reading it. If I could, this is her performing it. Well, he bit all the he-dogs he and, and winked at all the she-dogs she and... The town never knew such a hullabaloo. <laughs> it's it's also amazing how she ends it. She's like, as the little dog raised till the end of that that day. day. It's like it's so powerful. Yeah, like one like, of those moms who would read at the kindergarten class, like would read a book and then be like, and the dog raised till the end of that day. It's 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 so incredible getting to show anyone this video is like one of my life's greatest like pleasures is like if you haven't seen this video I need to be there to experience what it's like for you seeing this for the first time I've showed it to a few people it is such a, a delight Naomi was it shown to you or did you discover it organically on the web It was shown to me I can't okay. remember by whom which is Tragic. a shame because I would love to give credit where credit is due, but I, it was shown to me in college. I mean, they, they deserve a pair, a winter pair <laughs> there in season uh, for that. That that the, the Kim Control scouting video is like it, it's the Beethoven of YouTube. It's like it is a perfect genius video. Um, it was shown to me. I watched it a hundred times. I have pretty much all of it memorized. I think about it all the time. The amount of like space it's taken up in my brain is immeasurable at this point. And I, I still laugh about it. It's been years. I think about it and it makes me laugh. It's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible video. Everything about it. And the fact that they got divorced is so yeah brutal. Will you <laughs> give us, so will you give us your take of it? Will you give us your um, best read of it? Yeah, I'll give you my best read. Uh, I need to... Okay, so if I fuck up... Let me, let me set the stage. Okay, here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, Naomi McPherson. As Kim Control. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. The curtain's clap, open. Clap, clap, clap. Um, <laughs> uh, my husband or something. <laughs> I, I read poetry and sonnets and my husband plays the upright bass and then he's playing uh, and then she goes yama kippa yebo cedarefikebo in the latin he quoth uj safasaray screaming <laughs> and then <laughs> a, a full-blown scream um well he bit at all the he dogs winked at all the she dogs <laughs> the town never knew such a hullabaloo as a little dog raised till the end of that day <laughs> You know, we just have a great rhythm together. I, I feel him out, he feels me out, and we go for it. 
Go for it. That's pretty much, that's close. That's it. That's it. I will say this about her. She did go for it. They went for it. <laughs> they did, they did, I mean, he went for it, you know, but she went yeah. for it. He wasn't matching her energy. Yeah, she had, that's the best stage presence I've ever seen. <laughs> It had zero irony. I mean, the way she moves her body and the fact that she calls them sonnets. I mean, it's really next level. I, uh, it's also, it's, it's like, it's, it's, there's something so just wild about it. Like it starts with kind of scatting. It ends with the scream. And then she segues into what is probably an actual sonnet or like some kind of old poem, like, or some kind, some kind of bizarre, like, Oh, the he dog, she dog bit. That seems real. (laughs) The, the beginning of that is, is scat. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible stuff. It's scat from a <laughs> six-year-old white woman. <laughs> it's scat, scat the way it wasn't meant to be done. No, not at all. There's another video. I wish I could. I wish I knew how to find it. But there's an incredible video, also related to scatting, of like a high school choir. Do and they're all white. There's like one. <laughs> there's maybe one black person in the whole choir, and they there. It's like jazz, and then they all take turns scatting. It's one of the most tragic things I've ever seen. I'll try and find it and I'll email it later. And but, that's yeah. the third best white musician. <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt. Is that Naomi, quiet? you telling us that felt to me like the first time I heard that for sale baby shoes never worn thing. <laughs> it got sadder with every word. Because yeah. you hear all white choir and you go, no matter where this goes, mm-hmm. if they all live and perform a song... <laughs> it's the saddest thing that I've ever heard. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It's sad. Unless it's like Appalachian folk music somehow. Right. right. Like, but even that, in its own way, can be it has a of tinge sad. of sadness. Problematic. Yeah. And then to hear that there's one person of color instead of zero, you're yeah. like, at this point, save them. <laughs> save get them, them out. Let them get anywhere else. Ugh. Um, Ugh. That is the plot of Get Out. Like, that's, that's Get Out. Truly, that is Ooh, Get Out. Get Out too. Choir edition. Um, and there, the thing that they're truly. stealing isn't the physical bodies, it's, it's the music. The <laughs> and Kim Cattrall was not the only iconic white musician to get dragged on an episode of the show. Not even the late, great Tony Bennett was spared from the scathing Keeping Records treatment. What? You guys, someone got mad at me the other day because they were trying to talk about uh, Tony Bennett and I didn't know who it was. And, I, and, then, and then I said, I said, you mean the old guy who does concerts with Lady Gaga? And I was being serious <laughs> and they got mad. I guess he's like a jazz legend or something. You really don't know who Tony Bennett is? Who were you talking to? Because I was present. Were you? I kinda, yeah, I remember this conversation. I kind of thought it was at work. Were you listening to me at work? Were you listening to me on Zoom? I don't think. Maybe. I just messed my hair up. Um, yeah, but they got mad at me. I don't. I didn't know he was. I just. I thought he was somebody that Lady Gaga was like doing some sort of, ch- not charity, but like some. I thought. I thought he was some sort of like. She was trying to like help him come up. Come <laughs> I really did. I'm not even a Gaga stand. I'm not trying to be like. I, I really genuinely was just like, oh, that's nice that she does that with that guy. Like he's like he's like he's starting to make it in the industry. <laughs> like yeah. A, yeah, kind of like a make a wish. I mean, you know, I guess <laughs> He's so old. Oh my god. 
That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Soaking wet in here. Yeah, for those who can't visually see, which is all of you, Shelby just did a spit take. (laughs) That is insane. You know, like a whole person version of Make a Wish. Oh my god! Like geriatric. Like oh, you're. What would that be called? What would you call it if it was like an old group of people who get to do one last fun thing? Oh man, that's really make a concession. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be called like one last ride. Yeah, maybe like um, pour one out. Match point. Match point. <laughs> Live like you were dying. You're like Obama. Wait, what was there this one? Did you say like Obama? Like tomorrow was a friend. Like it got it turned. <laughs> To think about, think what, you about what you do with it. What would what you would do with it? I said, what would I do with it? I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds. seconds. On a boom, on a boom, baby. And I love it. And I I, I wondered who would fuck it up, and it was Colin. Oh, uh, fuck. fuck. I'll say someday I hope you You'll get, get the, the chance, chance to live, to live like, like you would die. Wait, Casey. <laughs> I think we just entered our musical break. <laughs> I'm going to do that another way because that's going to sound insane. Wait, Casey. I think we just. What's that? Uh, <laughs> I th- okay, if you let me finish. Okay, I think we just entered our musical break. Oh. Delete them next to you. And defend her still today. Can I say something? That song you bangs. Love America. <laughs> that song bangs. That song goes fucking crazy, dude. That song. Sorry, but he put his fucking foot into that bitch. <laughs> and I stand up. Next to you, <laughs> still today. I wish it was about anything else, but it, it's there not. Ain't no doubt, I love these land. God, God bless, bless the USA. It fucking rips, dog. If it came on in the club, I would be shaking my ass. I'd be posted up on somebody's song, shaking my ass. <laughs> We are so. I'd be popping a boner on someone's song. Hate this country that we won't admit that that song. Bangs. That song goes fucking bananas. That and the Toby <sighs> Keith one. Yes. We'll stick a boot in your ass. It's the American way. That thing goes off. Yeah, makes me want to watch the movie Red Dawn. Okay, little freaks, we're coming to the end of the show, and we know a lot of you have been wondering why Caleb has had to step down as co-host of Keeping Records. And we feel like you deserve answers. Well, little freaks that listen closely will have noticed that I can't see your names in the way. Well, (laughs) little freaks. Well, well, well. Well, 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 little freaks. If you listen closely, you may have noticed that Caleb had been dropping hints about his next project for months. Roll the clip, me. (laughs) Hi, Shelb. How you doing? 
doing? How are you? Mm. Busy as all get out. Ew. <laughs> Just industry, industry, industry. So, I mean, you name it. So, been busy working, working, working. Just working, you know? That's awesome, King. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm I'm going down to, um, I just got a new gig. I'm doing, I'm playing um, Spider-Man on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought you were saying in a new film, and I was like, they're doing another? But on Hollywood Boulevard is even bigger in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, more people will see it. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Because it's not their choice. I'm playing fat, In a theater, fat they have to choose to see you. I'm playing fat gay Spider-Man on Hollywood Boulevard. And we are thrilled to see it. And me and Batman are going to do some OnlyFans content. <laughs> On the boulevard. I'm going to top Batman. Ew. I just had a bad audio. <laughs> so. I had a bad audio. I had a bad, no, not of you. I had a bad audio mentally thinking me about topping how. Batman. About how, because Batman talks like, oh, I'm Batman. You know? I'm getting topped by Spider-Man. <laughs> well, like, like how that. he would sound in bed. <laughs> Top me, Spider-Man. <laughs> or like, like imagine that. him like moaning. <laughs> yeah, it's like t- scary. Spider-Man, top me. Um, can you try something quick? Try and s- do an impression of Batman. That's, that's as- Daddy right no. there. Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man is Daddy. Whose ass is that? <laughs> Spider-Man's like it's mine. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. In all seriousness, what were you saying? Never mind. No, what did you want me to try? No, I don't feel well. Right there, that's the spot. Like that. Batman getting fucked by Spider-Man. Okay. I hope they heard my spit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's new with you though, girl, for real? <laughs> Wait, can you quickly try? Yes. Try and do yep. an impression of Batman as Fran Drescher. So Fran Drescher is doing an impression of Batman. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Mr. Sheffield! <laughs> Where have you been? Or it's be? one of the, I once was so stoned, like unbelievably high. And in my head, I got so fixated on the idea that Fran Drescher could never do a Batman impression. <laughs> I was alone in a room okay. trying it. Okay. And it had me, I know exactly when this was because I, I'm glad Twitter hadn't given me the voice notes option yet. Oh, because I was about to, I was like, people need to hear this. And then the next day I was like, thank God. They had restricted me. Something about the nanny, Wolf, uh, Fran Drescher as the nanny. A lot of people don't know this. She was the flashy girl from Flushing. Oh. And she, when everyone else was wearing tan, she sort of would wear red. I can't t- I don't know enough top to say me, Batman. yes. <laughs> or no, fuck. I'm Batman, top me. Yeah, t- not top me, Batman. Batman is, is a bottom. Spider-Man. Do you think Batman is canonically a bottom? No. No, very much top energy. You know who is a bottom. Say it with me. The Iron Joker. Man. Oh. Iron Man. You think? Yeah, he can't fight for himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Joker's got big bottom energy. Chaotic bottom. Yeah. Chaotic bisexual bottom. Yeah. Joker. <laughs> Why so serious, Batman? <laughs> when you top me. <laughs> Imagine getting... <laughs> Do you know how I got imagine these scars? Fuck, imagine fucking someone. <laughs> it was from imagine, <laughs> imagine fucking someone and they go, why so serious? In the middle. Why so <laughs> serious? He goes, do you know how I got these scars? He pulls up his shirt. He had top surgery. <laughs> <laughs> top me, Batman. <laughs> it's so shrill the way that it sounds. 
He said, why so serious? <laughs> and then he topped me. He got the scars on his mouth from getting face... From getting face fucked, I'm sorry to say. Big dick. Face fuck me, Batman! And then Big dick mouth. to split your mouth open. Yeah. I've heard of crazier things. Have you? <laughs> I can't imagine anything crazier than the dick was so big it split my mouth cheek to cheek. <laughs> it gave me joker scars. Why do we talk about sex so much on this podcast? Have Caleb you ever and I about are that? so powerfully attracted to each other. We talk about it constantly. <laughs> It's like every other second on the podcast. Our guests are literally talking about something. Our guests will be like, oh, the feeling of when you show up to your grandma's house and she baked cookies. And we're like, yeah, you ever fuck a... It's like, what are we doing? We got so sexual. You brought this one up, I'll say. I bring it up a lot of the time. Yeah. Do we need to just... Do you and I just need to fuck and get it over with? I've been saying that for years. Come here. <laughs> no, I mean, it is... It really comes up so often. People who listen to the pod are sexual little perverts. <laughs> Don't be mean to them. I'm not mean. I love you guys so much, but I'm saying you guys are deviants. <laughs> and a lot of bottoms, probably. I do, th I do. If you had to guess, do you think more of our listeners are bottoms or tops? Bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Verse. They're all verse. I love you guys. You're oh, all yeah. Verse. I'm sure they are. Everyone's everyone's verse until it comes time to do I something. I love you guys. They're, you're all verse. <laughs> everyone's verse until it's time to actually do something. And then guess what? I love you guys and you're all verse. It's a lot of bottoming I, going I on. I love that you guys are all verse. You're all verse. Switch. You guys are all switch hitters. Top me, Batman! <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? There probably is fanfic where they Yeah, I was going right? to say, a 1,000% if you were to go on Pornhub right now and be like, Batman topped by Spider-Man, there's like no less than 14. Who are the two superheroes you want to see fuck the most? And then we got to bring in our guests, I think. <clears throat> I don't know very much about superheroes. I'll start there. I'm going to say right now you've already So failed. Hulk has to top uh, Ant-Man, but when he's little. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's little. <laughs> well, that's how you get the lips split open. <laughs> if Hulk topped Ant-Man when he's little, I'm sorry to say... <laughs> <laughs> he would be turned into the little ectoplasm thing. So that's, I think it would be anthropologically interesting to Could see. Could you imagine trying to fuck someone when they're on little mode? <laughs> <laughs> if you were trying to fuck Ant-Man and he went little mode, it would be like, oh, God, come here. <laughs> come here, you little tic-tac. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. That's how you'd have to do it, but that would hurt him. I think that would feel nice. To do this? To someone yeah. who's so small? Have you no, ever thought about- suffocating. Okay. Oh, also, you didn't give the lesbian answer, by the way. I don't... Uh, Obviously, it should be Catwoman and, and Wonder who? Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman. I don't know about superheroes. <laughs> I would... I don't know about superheroes. Oh my God, are you crying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to watch superhero movies my whole life and Caleb won't let me. Oh my God. <laughs> my whole life, Caleb. Always, Caleb always the bully I play. <laughs> <laughs> it's bittersweet, really. We're happy for him, ultimately. Congrats, Caleb. Good luck on Hollywood Boulevard. We're all rooting for you. <laughs> our last clip is our last clip is as God intended. A song, a final pitch perfect moment, a final pitch perfect moment chosen by all of you out there. As you all heard, Casey and I had never heard this letter from Musician Pink to the president of these United States. But there was one person who had. Wait. Free cloth for the girlies. Joe Biden. <laughs> you have been killing it, bitch. <laughs> no, free cloth for Joe Biden. Free cloth for the girlies. When Pink said. <laughs> Dear Mr. President, Dear Mr. President mm. were you a lonely, were you a lonely boy? boy, were you a lonely boy? That song actually, Let's pretend. 
Let's pretend we're just two people and you're not better than me. I'd like to ask you some questions if you can speak honestly. What do you see when you look in the mirror? Are you proud? That song bangs, dude. She went off. I'm sorry, Pink. Pink on Dear Mr. President. People want what she has, dude. <laughs> Pink said, "Pink said I saw what happened to the chicks. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be taking George W. Bush to task. My fan base will be fine with it. What kind of father might hate his own daughter? daughter. She, she were gay. gay. Yeah. And what kind of father might take his, his own daughter's rights right away? God damn. Try to remember. Some I wish of the I could lyrics. think of more of it." <laughs> I wish I could sing the whole song for you right now. I think I probably could. <laughs> do you guys know what we're talking about, listeners? Little freaks. Anya, do you know what we're talking about? You guys oh don't know Dear Mr. God. President? I'm playing it. <laughs> I'm playing it. I'm not even going to wait for them to play it. I'm so mad at Anya right now. <laughs> what kind of father made his own daughter? This she is a song, gay. as the listeners might know, Freakies, uh, that Pink wrote to George Bush. <laughs> No, when he was in presidency. Da, 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 da. Dear Mr. President, come get a lonely boy. Are you a lonely boy? Yes, gospel. Ooh, come on now. How can you say no child is left behind? We're not drunk and we're not blind. We're sitting in your cells. While you pave the road to hell What kind of father take his own daughter's rights away? And what kind of father might hate his own daughter if she were gay? I can only imagine what the first lady has to say you come, come a long way. way. Go off, go the fuck off on this. <laughs> From whiskey and cocaine. How do you sleep while the rest of us cry? My come lighter on. would be in the fucking air right now if we were alive. How do you dream? <laughs> come on, there's no chance to say goodbye. Yeah. Take it down. Come on. Roasted his ass <laughs> on a platter. George W. Bush found dead, hypothetically. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Are you familiar with the song Dear Mr. President by Pink? <laughs> Absolutely. That voice you heard belongs to the one and only E.J. Marcus. He knew the song that Casey and I did not know. And in that moment, and with those words written by Alicia Beth Moore, a.k.a. Pink... 
the baton was passed, ushering in a new golden era of this show that we love to make and you love to listen to. You are we you a lonely boy. Were you a lonely boy? We'll see you guys right back here, August 26th, with the very first episode of the podcast, Keeping Records. In its new form. <laughs> In its new form. Not really the first episode, but we'll, you know what we mean. Hey, we'll see you guys right back here, August 26th, for the first episode of the new version of Keeping <laughs> Records. Uh, oh, the new, first hey, episode of the new version of the same show you love. We'll see you, little freaks. August 26th with a brand new episode of the show. Brand new host. Brand new co-host. old host. And our old host. (laughs) Our old host, Shelby. Our new host, EJ. Same great show. Same great producers. Same great producers. That's us. Signing off. Signing off. Casey and Anya. Please get this microphone away from me. Bye-bye. was a HeadGum original.